Hi, everybody. Welcome to Take 5. Glad you're here with me today. You know, um, the season has started. Uh, right now, it's, it's December 1st, and cookie season has started for us. And, uh, you know, it, we, we can talk about cookies 20 ways, right? How do you sell them? How do you cook with them? How do you, you know, get the girl psyched about it uh, and what it does for us? But today, I just want to, like, share uh, a visit with um, somebody who's got an interesting corner on the concept of cookies. I'd like to introduce David Ezra Stein, who is, uh, how you doing, David? Hey, how's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Uh, David is a Caldecott Honor Award-winning author illustrator. Uh, who has a connection with one of our program partners, uh, Candlewick Press. And David's got a, a cool book that has a connection to cookies. David, can you share your book and tell us a little bit about it? Sure, well, this is the third book in the Interrupting Chicken series. And this one happens to be called Interrupting Chicken Cookies for Breakfast. So I don't know if Girl Scouts usually eat cookies for breakfast, but the chicken in this book would really like to have them with her papa. Now, I, I read through the series, and again, this is the third book uh, in the series, and Interrupting Chicken. Show us show us the books that right, you've got there. I happen to have the first one, Caldecott, on her book, Interrupting Chicken. The second came out about three years ago. Interrupting Chicken and the Elephant of Surprise, where the chicken finds an elephant in every fairy tale that she reads. And now this one just came out about two weeks ago. Interrupting Chicken Cookies for Breakfast. Um, so tell us about uh, Little Red Chicken and uh, tell us, tell us about her because she she's really a, a pretty strong character, uh, pretty strong female. Tell us about her. Right, the, the little red chicken uh, always says what's on her mind, and in the first book, she she's reading fairy tales with her dad, and you know, just when the witch is about to catch Hansel and Gretel, she she jumps out and warns them not to go into her house. Uh, just when Little Red Riding Hood's about to talk to the wolf, she says, don't talk to strangers, and, you know, kind of defuses the wolf's plans. So here she is warning Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> She's a witch. witch. <laughs> so she always interrupts when, you know, there's a good reason for it. And she comes from the knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? Interrupting chicken. Interrupting chicken. Who? <laughs> so, so, so you cluck over the person's question. So, so I had heard that joke for a while, and then I was thinking, like, who, who is this character? I mean, she's a character. She's a chicken who interrupts. And what else does she interrupt? And so I thought, you know, I started thinking for, for many years about what content she could be interrupting. And then I realized, well, maybe she's reading stories with her dad and she keeps jumping into the book. Uh, so, and then the second one, she 
he really, really wants to find the ele elephant of surprise as opposed to the element of surprise. Yep. And she insists that it's an elephant. Her dad says, no, it's not, it's not an elephant. It's an element of surprise. But, you know, she keeps finding the elephant anyway. So she's very determined. And she usually gets her way. <laughs> and in the third one, this new book, Interrupting Chicken Cookies for Breakfast, she really wants her dad to pay attention to her. And it's early Saturday morning, and Papa is trying to sleep in a little bit. The foolish man, foolish chicken, trying to get a few extra minutes of sleep. And she, she brings him breakfast in bed, which is cookies. Turns out to be like one of those, one of these waiter trays of cookies. Um, and she really just wants to be with him and play with him. And, you know, she's excited to wake up early on the weekend. And, and so she wants cookies for breakfast and, and he, he distracts her by wanting to saying, you know, okay, we, we can read some stories. Right. Um, and those cookies seem to get woven into every single story that she's got in her you know in her mind right and this um, one nursery rhyme so they're reading a diddle diddle a diddle diddle dumpling and there was an, it's old, an old woman i i really enjoyed the uh and yes. <laughs> there's always cookies in there and and cookies within the rhyme which is awesome uh, which is it's such a, a fun thing. And then, you know, why do you live in a shoe? Isn't it stinky? Not when I bake cookies. Ha ha. I, I totally love uh, how within each book, you've taken the classic stories, classic fairy tales, and, you know, you're not doing the whole fairy tale. You're giving them a little introduction to it. And obviously interrupting chicken jumps right in there to put her own spin on whatever's going on. Uh, she likes her endings better, um, which is good, which is good. Uh, but uh, those are great leaping off points for, for whoever is reading with a little one to um, maybe explore other stories, which I really loved. Uh, I, I chose to, do the podcast from home today so I could sit here. Uh, a lot of the books on this side are books that my own kids, my own adult kids really loved growing up and uh, so many that we read aloud. Um, my my kids, every Christmas we give them, David, uh, uh, each, of the, each of the four of them get a copy of one of the books that we read as kids uh, or when they were kids. And then we we do some read aloud with my husband doing the reading the way he used to do it uh, so that they've kind of got that memory. Your books are perfect for that. And I know uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't put this in a podcast, but I'm hoping that my daughter doesn't watch it because the interrupting chicken books will be under my tree for, for my daughter, who's a second grade teacher. Um, you know, these are, are perfect for our Daisy and Brownie level girls. Uh, they'll definitely get a kick out of out of the characters there. Now, I, I know that from, you know, preparing for uh, our podcast today, that you 
have actually done Interrupting Chicken as a puppet show. And right. is Interrupting, you know, Little Red Chicken around to visit with us right now? Like, can she pop in? I uh, think the chicken is around here somewhere. She, she usually interrupts earlier than this, but let me call her. I'll, I'll do a little cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock cock-a-doodle-doo. Yes? Did somebody oh. call me? <laughs> chicken? I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, this is the little red chicken, and this, and she's assisted by my wife, Miriam Kessler. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> thank you is. for bringing little red chicken in. Little red chicken, thank you for coming to the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, and how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing really well. Did you have cookies this morning? No, unfortunately, Papa does not let me have cookies for breakfast. Okay, well, but, when is it okay to have cookies? Mostly just for dessert or snack. Okay. But, have you? Uh, I, I was wondering, um, you know, I, I, are there any Girl Scout cookies around here right now? Um, you know what? Girl Scout cookies are available right now so you make sure that the next time you see some girls uh selling girl scout cookies you ask papa to get your box because i think he'll really like them yeah i think he will like them too i i think so too i think so too and uh, i know this... i will like them i like all the cookies and if you don't want to eat all of them i'll have some okay i especially like the, the samoas those ones are really good. <laughs> yeah, those are really good. And I, I know that Papa lets you have pancakes for breakfast, but we have a cookie that's kind of like French toast. Do you like French toast? Yeah, I like French toast. Okay, well, you have to check out that cookie. And uh, your you, the stories that, that David writes about you are wonderful. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty accurate. Pretty accurate? <laughs> okay, good. Well, it's good to have such a, an inspiration as you, Chicken. Okay, well, well, maybe while nobody's looking, I'm going to go see what might be in the kitchen cabinet. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. We, we'll Thanks. Bye. Bye, Little Red Chicken. All right. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye, chicken. Nice to meet you. That That's fun. Um, when you visit with kids uh, and you talk about writing books and 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 illustrating books. Um, what sorts of things do you, you share with them to keep them inspired, uh, maybe to become an author or an illustrator? Well, I, I personally, I share my journey in making a book. So I usually show a PowerPoint um, of like all the different elephants I had to draw to make Elephant of Surprise. I went through many, many I mean, hundreds of elephants to get the right character mm-hmm. for, the, for the book, and it turned out that I had to, I had to find the, the elephant character very early because they had to start publicizing the cover, and the elephant was going to be on the cover of the book. Oops. So, I, I spent that a couple of weeks just drawing elephants, but I usually share my sketchbook, which is a book that I carry around with me all the time. And I've been going out and drawing uh, on this hill in my neighborhood. I can look out across the neighborhood and see all kinds of interesting people going by and, you know, cars and vehicles and construction workers and everything that 
that goes on. And that's very mm -hmm. inspiring to me just to go out and see, you know, who's biking past and all the cute dogs that go by and pigeons. <laughs> and so I draw from life in this sketchbook, but I also um, have many children's book ideas that I put down in my notebook. Like this one's about a little vampire. I'll, do, I'll draw pictures and I'll write parts of the story. And a lot of times, you know, I don't feel like the story is really working that great. So I do maybe like a few things of the story are working, but, but a lot of things aren't working. So I put it aside and I come back and I don't give up on a story. I always keep it on the back burner at least and I go work on another story and then I come back to that story and I take off for the weekend and then I come back and say, okay, I'm going to spend half an hour on my vampire story today. So I really don't give up on a character if I love the character. Here's a little chicken, uh, let me see. Yeah, right here is oh, a, yeah. a cookie in my sketchbook. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, have many interrupting chicken ideas as well as other ideas in my sketchbook. So I encourage kids to carry a sketchbook or an idea book with them. It could be small and just fit into your pocket of your coat or your back pocket. And Whenever somebody says something funny or interesting, you can jot that down. Or if you want to draw a picture of your baby brother, you can do that. And yeah, that's that's a practice. So I have a lot of practices as an author illustrator that I've created for myself, like meditating on this hill in my neighborhood or drawing people from life or, you know, writing, spending a certain amount of time writing every day and drawing funny animals in my sketchbook every day and eventually those things become books now I, th I think it's important that kids who are aspiring or you know really love writing and drawing see your sketchbook in that not every picture starts as a finished perfect product, right? I mean, how many times do you end up drawing something before you feel like it's it's done? Um, it depends on the thing, but usually to develop a book, I'll, I'll draw something over and over and over and try to get the right character. Like, this is actually my planner and I was drawing a horse that I'm working on. So trying to get the horse right, you know, trying to make all the parts of the horse look right to me um so i'll draw the same character like hundreds of times i have a new book coming out next year called don't worry murray it's about a little dog who worries a lot mm -hmm. and i drew so many dogs i mean dogs don't sound that hard to draw but i i drew like thousands of dogs before i settled <laughs> on this little character because i just wanted him to be just right he had to represent all dogs and he had to be very sweet and i don't know I, I usually know it when i see it so i keep on going until i get it but, he is adorable no no when does that book come out that's coming out in june of 2022 2022 and how how long do you think it took 
from the first concept of that little dog, little Murray, don't worry, Murray, right? Yeah. To when it finally leaves your hands to go out into the world. Well, it takes about a year to, to come out into the world to be published, even once I finish all the artwork mm -hmm. because of how long it takes to scan the art and print the books and, you know, let people know that the book is coming out. So that alone takes about a year. And then for that, I think this book was one of those ideas that I wrote really quickly and then I put it aside for a few years and I was looking for my next book to work on. And then once I picked that project, I drew like a thousand Murrays <laughs> and I, I worked on the story a lot. So when you see a finished book, even authors can be tricked into thinking, oh yeah, it was always like that. That's how it just came out. But no, it really does take a few years. Like this one actually took about seven years to come into its own because I had the elephant of surprise character first and I didn't know what to do with it. And then I realized I can use it as a chicken character in the chicken book. And then everything clicked, but it took like five or six years to realize that. So it takes a long time and, and it's worth it, I would imagine. I mean, when you, how, how do you feel when a book, it, you, you walk into a bookstore or a library and and there it is your creation how does that feel oh it's amazing i mean i i really love hearing from people uh, about their experiences sharing the book with kids especially teachers and parents you know they'll say what a good time they had reading it together and that's really important to me because yeah like in the middle of the process you're wondering is this really worth it to do all this work sometimes? And, and uh, just to see the finished product is a relief because you know, oh wow, I, I actually finished it and it looks good and people are able to enjoy it. You know, people tell me like they have a, an autistic kid or something who, who, who really found this book funny and was able to smile and laugh. And, you know, I think that's amazing if I can really make a difference I mean, it's, it's for everyone to enjoy, but I get these stories of, um, like with my book, Leaves, someone, I have a book called Leaves, which is about a bear who um, doesn't know about the autumn and the leaves start falling and he gets very sort of upset about the changes that are happening. So someone told me my, their mother had Alzheimer's disease and the book was something that they could really share together. and help sort of help them through the transition together into a different phase of life. And I've heard that from people who are retiring too, that it helped them get through that transition. So it's amazing what something, you know, what a little picture book can, can mean to people. And I think that's what keeps me going. Absolutely. There, people who think that picture books are for small children only, are missing out on on such a, a joy um, because they are not an, an age segregated uh, piece of happiness. And I think about all of the, the picture books that 
my kids and I have shared. And, and you know, at Christmas time for us, a picture book, there's at least, there's never just one. There's never just one under our tree. And it doesn't matter how old my kids get, they enjoy it. And they, they gift them to me as well. Uh, things that they've found, whether, you know, my, my 25 year old son, uh, you know, will bring me board books that he thought were just endearing and sweet and lovely. Um, so absolutely there are things that can just inspire uh, wonder, happiness, you know, uh, certainly a, an uplift. Um, when you were a kid, what was a, a book or a story that touched you and, and maybe even inspired you to continue with your own gift and your own uh, passion for writing and drawing? Well, I had, I was very lucky to have people read to me all the time and I would sit on, I would like, before I could read, make them read to me. So I would like, I didn't care who it was, any grown up in the house, I would just drag them to my room and make <laughs> them read to me. And I would sit on their lap and have this book like, like this. I mean, it was, it was a huge book when you're a little kid and, and you're kind of in the, you're able to be like in the pictures. I mean all you can see is the inside of the book and you're wrapped in the, up in the person's voice. And so, you know, I think that's what I want to create for people now is that experience of sharing something. And, and, the, and I think the chicken is even based on the fact that I felt like I could go into the books and she goes into the books when her papa's reading to her. Mm -hmm. and I, really, I think that's where that came from. But I, I've been reading this book my whole life, uh, the Winnie the Pooh books. And I think my rabbit, unfortunately, ate some of this book. But but this is probably even better than the first Winnie the Pooh book, The House at Pooh Corner. I was really inspired by the pictures by Ernest Shepherd, you know, the line drawings of nature and yeah. plus animals. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. I stuffed animals when I was a kid. I, I used to make up stories about them and interview them on my radio show and stuff. So so I, I love the fact that there's stuffed animals as heroes in here. And the humor is just amazing. I mean, there's something for every age of a person, like you were saying with picture books. Well, every time I come back and read this, like every five years or so, I get a different thing out of it. And there's always like hidden layers that I hadn't noticed when I was, you know, 20 that I noticed when I'm 30 or 40. And it's just incredible. So I'd like to write books like that too, where there's something for everybody to, to find. There's different mm -hmm. layers going on. Pooh, Pooh is a, a timeless thing. Uh, obviously, uh, Disney has capitalized on, on that, but the, the original poo, those stories are worth going back to and, and taking a look at. Even, even uh, Milne's poetry is fun. You know, my husband and I have fond memories of Captain Kangaroo reading uh, Milne's poetry, um, which, you know, probably dates me huge, but, uh, you know, those things are, are worth revisiting. And uh, the timelessness of, of wonderful children's books 
is a treasure. So the the whole you've you've talked about reading aloud uh, so much during our, our chat today. Uh, people really should continue to read aloud, and it's not one of those things where anyone necessarily is too old for read aloud. Um, you know, read aloud to older kids to other adults is is of value. Um, is there, you, I, you have kids, right? Yeah. Do they have any favorite read aloud? Um, my daughter is eight, so she she and my wife read through Harry Potter. Now they're reading Anne of, the Anne of Green Gables books <laughs> out loud as a bedtime story. Yeah. And my son, I've, I've been reading my son, he's 12, but I've been reading him uh, The Wind in the Willows. And he loves just hearing that as like a, he's probably going to be embarrassed by me saying this. But just as a togetherness thing at the end of the day, you know, we've spent maybe half an hour reading together and it's very sophisticated stuff. And he's, he's a writer. I mean, one of the things that he does for fun is write novels and, and things. So, and make up worlds. So um, I think it's all going in there. I think that language is benefiting him. And Wind in the Willows is another favorite. I don't know if I read it when I was a kid, but I've discovered it as an adult and it's just yep. amazing. All, all beautiful, beautiful pieces. Wind in the Willows, absolutely. Anne of Green Gables has said that. I'm like, oh. those, those are wonderful stories. Um, again, timeless, timeless pieces. Uh, I, I hope I hope everybody at home um, both is inspired to read, inspired to read children's books because they're not just for children, you know, uh, and that certainly you'll you'll f discover interrupting chicken uh, and interrupting chicken. Um, and the elephant of surprise, by the way, is is a riot. But you know, cookies for breakfast is perfect for our cookie season. And um, maybe you can find a way to weave this into your cookie experience this year. Um, cookies for breakfast is a blast. It might we let's just call it Girl Scout cookies for breakfast. Maybe that'll sell cookies for us. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But uh, David, um, yeah, really, little, little green, you know, trefoil on there will do it. Um, David, thank you so much for visiting with us today, for sharing um, about your books, about books in general, about, you know, the passion for drawing and writing and um, for sharing that with kids uh, of all ages. Really appreciate you and your work. Um, I'm looking forward to digging into the Worm family, by the way. Worm family has its picture taken. And uh, my other two favorites are Leaves and Honey, uh, which are uh, about the bear, uh, the bear and the leaf. Uh, so anyway, people, got to check it out. Girl Scouts, got to love to read, got to love these beautiful, beautiful books. David, have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much. Thanks, Larry. And uh, everybody at home. Oh, oh, wait, I'm supposed to end with a, a question. I guess I've already asked it, though. I usually end with a question, David, you know, about your favorite Girl Scout tradition. 
you know, in this case, I was going to ask you your favorite book, but I already did. I already did because I was kind of wound into the thing. So everybody, I want you to think at home about what your favorite book is and find a way to share it with somebody special this year. Uh, so remember everybody, as always, you can't be blue if you're keeping it green. Bye-bye everybody. Take care everybody, cuddle together, read together, bake cookies together, and have a great winter. Thanks, bye-bye everybody.